Welcome to Behavioral Grooves, the podcast that explores stories, science, and secrets from the world's brightest thought leaders for the curious at heart. I'm Kurt Nelson. And I'm Tim Houlihan. We explore and share insights on human behavior that will improve your relationships, your well-being, and your organization by helping you find your groove. And finding your groove is what we want to talk to you about today. We know that with the new year comes a chance to both reflect on what happened this past year, but also a chance to have a fresh start and to look forward into the new year. And with that fresh start, there is a chance to set some goals for yourself or for your team or for your department or your entire organization. And how you set those goals and figure out which goals you choose and how you work to achieve those goals can have a significant impact on your well-being and success in this coming year. And frankly, Tim, well, well beyond this year. You know, th that is so true. Goals have incredible power. And, and we know from well-established research done by Ed Locke and Gary Latham. Yeah, it, who, who we interviewed oh. in episode 147, Tim, Gary Latham, yes, that is. Yep. Yes, yes, we did. A fantastic conversation, by the way. But goals can increase performance and success. And according to the work of Locke and Latham, there are five goal-setting principles that can improve our chances of success. Clarity, challenge, commitment, feedback, and task complexity. Those are important. We need to have clarity around the goal and what we need to do. The goal needs to be in that Goldilocks area of challenge. Not too easy, but not too hard. Yeah, we need to be committed to the goal, which often comes from having input on what that goal is. Also, we need to have feedback on how we are performing along the path towards the goal. And finally, that the more complex a goal gets, the less motivational it is, and the yeah. more likely you won't achieve it. Yeah, but Kurt, we want to go beyond these five things and groove on ways that people can not only improve how they make goals, but help identify which goals they should be setting and how they can maximize the likelihood of success. That is very true, Tim. We are going to share with you our experience and research from over 40 years of combined work with companies and people in setting goals and seeing how those goals perform. Okay, Goal King Kurt. <laughs> where are we, we going to get started? Well, so I want to let's talk about how to set goals or or maybe talking about which goals to choose, because I think I think too often, particularly around this time of year, around New Year's, people set a goal without really thinking it through. Right. We pick those goals of convenience mm. or are driven to pick goals that are perceived social expectation. That's what I'm supposed to do kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's not really a goal then. If it, if I don't adopt it, I mean, this is central to Locke and Latham's work is it has to be something that I choose. I have to participate in the selection of that goal. Um, and it can be about ach achieving specific or reaching milestones. And of course, dates and times are, are good with that. Um, because they offer clarity, right? If we say, you know, 20, lose 20 pounds by June 1st, Okay, there's something that, that's very clear about that. But we also need to peel back the layers, right? We need to look at that underlying desire that you have for this goal. Like, mm -hmm. let's take the losing 20 pounds by June 1st uh, as, as an example. Lots of clarity in that. But my question is, do you really want that? Or is it more about, let's say, just being healthier or, or looking better? No. And understanding that, that root cause, that root emotional desire 
that yeah. you are doing is really key to setting the right goals. And it's not so in, in this time, I mean, people are picking goals, but they're not putting effort into thinking about how those goals are going to drive their their life, to to improve what they're doing, and to not really get down and peel back, as you said before, the layers to get at what that is the underlying reason that you want to change. And I think those are really important things, right? So I think it's really important for people to ask, why do I want that goal? Or what would it mean to me in my life if I achieve it? And in particular, I think that, you know, you ask the converse of that too. So what would it mean to my life if I don't achieve it? Yeah. 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 Right. So, so if, if you don't, if you say, well, if you ask the question, um, what would happen if I don't achieve the goal and you kind of get nothing, (laughs) well, how important is that goal then? Yeah. Right. How much and, you, and, how and, much and how is that going it? to drive you, right? The, right? the idea of goals is is part of that is there's a motivational value to it, that if I achieve this, that that's important to me, and I want to make sure that I, I continue doing on there. It's yeah. interesting. One of the things, too, when we think about this, we talk about keystone habits. We talk about this concept of, of habits, and these keystone habits are these habits that if you do them, they impact all of these other factors around you. Sleep is a good example of that. You know, if you if you have a good sleep habit and you get eight hours of sleep, that's a really good thing for the rest of your life. It's healthier, you're more mentally acute, all those things. Exercise is another one of those, right? Again, you exercise on a regular basis, you are going to have uh, added benefits beyond what the exercise brings. Why don't we think about goals as, you know, you have regular goals, but you also have keystone goals. What are those goals that if you set up for yourself and you achieve those goals, there's going to be second order effects that go well beyond the first order effect of what that goal is and even third order effects. Well, play this out. I, I, I love this concept of keystone goals. This is super cool. Let's play this out for just a second. Uh it is is there anything wrong with the I want to lose twenty pounds by June first goal? No, I mean I think that's a that's a really it, it it's clarity, right? You have a very yeah. specific milestone of what you want to achieve by when, which are smart goals, right? Yeah. You can you can talk to those couple pieces of that, but is that really what you want? And if you were to instead switch that to I want to. Uh, achieve a healthier lifestyle. And as part of that healthier lifestyle, you lose 20 pounds. Right, right. Then that's there. But in addition to the healthier lifestyle, now you're, you're eating better. You might have eaten better for that 20 pounds as well. But now you're focused on that. And that is a lifestyle choice as opposed to a mediocre kind of Hey, here yeah. we go. I'm going to do this in two months, which again is not bad. And and to that point, we'll talk about how we we set these things up and what we can do and how we break things down. And some of those elements that are those very specific aspects are really key to that. So yeah, that's terrific. I wanted to talk about setting realistic goals because okay. I, I think there's it's uh, kind of getting into what people do um, pretty often uh, in some of the things that they screw up is to set unrealistic goals. It's good to be, it's good to have aspirational goals. Aspirational goals are really important. The BHAGs, right? The big, hairy, audacious goals. 
those are really good um, for especially for long-term kinds of things. Um, but it needs to be realistic, right? You know, I, I'm just going to use my myself as an example. I'm never going to have a 30-inch vertical jump. Never. What? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> very, very you can practice. Do. You could do all sorts of things. I mean, every single day, get up and do a pogo stick and... Man, no. my my DNA comes from a lot of potato pickers in Ireland. I got to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> vertical jump is, is not central. It's not to my something DNA. that your your DNA like you know optimized for, right? No, that wasn't it, there. It, okay, exactly. So it, it and while we might chuckle at that, like, oh, well, that's so silly. Tim would never set that goal, but people do this all the time. This happens yeah. in corporations all the time. So um, one and- of the things, one of the things I want to just touch on there, Tim, because we do a lot of work around incentives and around, obviously with incentives, there's the goals that are assigned for many of those. They have a oh, goal-based yeah. plan. The number one complaint that we hear when we do our qualitative interviews is this idea that the goals are too unrealistic, that there yeah. is no way that I can achieve those goals. And so this idea that these unrealistic goals um, are demotivating is very, very true. Not only, as you said, to for you to say, I'm going to get a 30, 30 inch vertical, but also for organizations as they're thinking, all right, we need, we set this goal to achieve X and we set that out to the market. And that's important. And that's how it drives our stock prices and various different things. But, you know, at some point throughout the year, there might be other factors that come into place. And if we still hold that, that and those factors I'm saying are, are going to be negative ones that maybe, maybe there's some things you didn't get the approval for your, from the FDA, if you're a pharmaceutical company, maybe right. you didn't, right. maybe the, there's a downturn in the overall market for what you're doing. There's a cost of improve, you know, whatever that would be. Right. But some, some reason. And if you don't change that, that output, that goal at the end to match reality, I, I see this doubling down with organizations. They go, but we have to make that in order to hit the, the numbers that we set up for wall street. But what ends up happening is that you're setting these goals for salespeople who then those goals are way too optimistic and way out and unrealistic Unrealistic, and you demotivate them. So they actually sell less than if you would have set more realistic goals that weren't aligned with that final number that you needed to hit. Anyway, it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So Tim, what makes a goal realistic? Uh, well, it, 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 finding that Goldilocks spot, right? It, it needs to be challenging. The best goals actually do challenge us, mm-hmm. but they also need to be something that is truly achievable. And that's going to vary for every single person. I remember doing some interviews with a, a telco uh, group of sales reps and the top, there was a top performer that, um, that I asked about goals and, and he said, well, how high is the goal? You know, how high are you going to set the goal? I'm like, well, you would be setting it yourself. He said, well, I'm just, I'm just going to max it out because I don't care what, you know, whatever anybody else is doing, I'm going to do more. And mm-hmm. that, that guy will probably do that. He is that guy, but there are middle, you know, there's core performers in this, in the center who the vast majority of people really just need an incremental goal when it comes to their performance at, at work, something that is incremental to what they're doing and achievable, yeah. um, something that they can strive for but something that they can actually do. And and here's a piece too, that oftentimes 
we are particularly in organizational perspective, but this can happen in our own own life too, is that we we get a goal and we go, oh my God, that is just way too much. And we don't break it down. We don't go, oh, yeah. wait, let's break this down. I see this all yeah. of the time in sales organizations to that point that, oh my gosh, I got this 20% increase in my sales. That means I got to do 200 more units because I did a thousand units last time. How am I going to do that? That's just crazy. Yeah. But then if you you actually break that down and you go, oh, well, that's for this quarter. Okay. So that's three months. So that's roughly 66 a month, which is roughly, you know, a little less than 10 a week, which is like two, maybe two, two and a half a day. Well, yeah. I can do that. You know, that that's right. there. And right. managers do a horrible job, in my opinion, of helping their reps understand this, this idea that, Hey, you can go out there and we just need to break this down. And I think people do a horrible job about this is like, all right, if I want to eat healthier and have a healthier life, well, then what do I need to do in order to do that? And yeah, that might result in a 20 pound weight loss, but that seems big and daunting. Well, if I can just not eat that hamburger today, that extra hamburger, that's a step in that, right? So every day, what can I do? And again, going back to that salesperson. All right. So I have two to three a day. So what does that mean? Who am I calling on? You know, what are the messages I'm doing? What are the, what are the emails that I'm sending out on a regular basis in order to get those two, you know, extra sales a day? That's very different than trying to get 200 sales at the end of the quarter. So it's, uh, I love the way you're framing this, Kurt, because so much of it is about intentionality and planning. And when you break a goal down, then you, you, it necessarily means that you've thought through it. And that's mm. a really important thing. Thinking through your goals w- while you're setting them is really important. And of course, things will change. Of uh-huh. course, right? Right. We have to be flexible with goals. I think you kind of alluded to this with the pharmaceutical example of, well, if the FDA didn't approve the, the new the new compound, well, then you can't sell it. You know, yeah. it, it, it can't be on the market until the FDA approves it. So so it's important to have some flexibility around goals. And that goes back to when we talked with Katie Milkman and she brought in what was it? Uh, flexible Fernando and versus rigid Rachel, just in right, the right. in the exercise piece, right? And this idea that oh, we we thought that you know having that set schedule for rigid Rachel um, would lead to better yeah. adherence to kind of the habits that they were trying to the the going to the gym habit that she was doing re- researching this, but in fact it was flexible Fernando. Right. Or as I like to call him, flexible Freddie. Right. That I couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Fernando well, we, well, you're we, a little more familiar. You've got a little mm. closer relationship. Yeah. With me and Freddie, you know, yeah. we go there. But, <laughs> but this idea of being flexible with what we, in how we approach those goals. And I know we've, we've talked with Annie Duke and she's bringing up, I mean, she's writing on this whole new concept of quitting and like when, when do we hang on well past the time when we should say, you know what? That, should have been done a long time ago, sunk cost, right? And But we get so caught up and particularly I think on some of these goals where we're just trying to say, hey, I need to get there and you just kill yourself and you really shouldn't because A, that's right. it's not necessarily that emotional underlying piece that's going to drive successful life, happiness for you. And, and, and B, sometimes they're just, they're 
those goals need to change because the environment and the context has changed around them. Yeah. By the way, listen to your friends, your family, the, your coworkers. L- listen to what the world's telling you. <laughs> no, I think that's a great <laughs> advice. Listen to what the world is telling you. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing that I wanted to bring up was um, achieving goals takes way more than willpower. Like when mm-hmm. we talked to Roy Baumeister, he was very clear. Willpower is not enough. Mm-hmm. Just period. You've got to set yourself up for success. And and I love... Um, I love my wife because she always talks about, let's set this particular issue, whatever we're going to do, let's set ourselves up for success. Let's mm-hmm. let's engineer it from the, whatever we're doing from the beginning to make sure that, that things are going to work out. And I think this is particularly ap- applicable in goals, right, Kurt? Yeah, I think so. And I think when we talk about setting that up for success, I think it's about changing the environment, changing the yeah. context. We talk about context a lot. So there's the physical context, what's around you. Um, where are the Oreos stored, right? Are they stored in the basement <laughs> or are they stored in the, in the cupboard, right? If, if I'm, if my goal is to eat healthier, I need to move those Oreos out of that common area where I see them all the time. And there's a temptation there better yet, just keep the Oreos out of the house altogether, right? That's the yeah, physical side that's of things. Right. That's but right. I think there's no, also yeah. setting up your yeah. process and your routines, right? It's this idea of what are the good habits that are going to support my goal and what are the bad mm-hmm. habits that I need to to stop? And then thinking about the routines, we get stuck in status quo. And yeah. if we don't yeah. adjust the processes that we're doing and the routines that we are have set up for ourselves, Let's let's make sure those work. It's really important to uh, to think about again those those habits and routines as something that you can just invest in on a daily basis. Um, yep. There's a and we've we've grooved on this before, so we don't have to go deep into it. The other another actually super important part is who we socialize with, who we're spending <sighs> our time with. The social side is really critical um, because if we're not hanging out with people that align with our goals no way we're going to, we're going to succeed. There's, there's just absolutely no no way. If, if, uh, however you want to define your goals, that as soon as you do, you need to start thinking about who are the people who can help me make good on those goals? Who are the people in my life who are going to be the accountability coaches in my world who can, can, uh, respond back to me in ways that are going to, uh, to help me succeed because, uh, social groups can completely sabotage us. Yeah, I was just a guest on another podcast called the the Open Highway. I don't think the episode is out yet, um, but I was talking with the the host who was who was you know talking, and we were talking about goals and setting things and how do you do this and this idea of this social piece. He had talked about he had lost like seventy pounds. He went from two fifty down to one eighty, and and he said you know through that. I lost some friends because, and, and and he didn't lose them, but he just, they, they changed the relationship because yeah. he's going, you know, these are the friends they want to go out on a Friday night and have a grab a burger and a, and a beer. And I was really set on kind of transforming my life and my body and everything else. Right. And, and I can't go out and have a beer and or a couple beers and a burger on a Friday night. And I don't want to go out with them and just be drinking water as they're drinking beer and having the burger. So, and we talked about that 
Yeah, especially if they're going to ridicule you or sort of, you know, hold you off. You know, the first 36 years of my life, I didn't drink any alcohol. Yeah. Just, just, just didn't. And I always found myself with people who were totally cool with that. Yeah. And if, if somebody wasn't cool with that, I didn't want to spend any time with them. Right. And so you need to think about, all right, so if I want to spend time with these people, you know, we, we get stuck in routines with how we structure our relationships as well, right? There are right. people that right. we, we, we work with or then we go out with or that we do X with. Well, you might have to readjust some of those and say, all right, I can't be hanging out with this people because I'm not going to be doing that anymore. And if I want to maintain the relationship with that person, um, not even if they're bad, negative influences on you, but just because that's the relationship that we always had, we would go out Friday night to the bar. Well, maybe now you have to reassess that and say, instead of going to the bar, let's go play tennis. Let's go do something else. Let's let's change the the routine that we're doing, going back to that routine. The last piece on this uh, kind of more than willpower and setting yourself up for success is also, I think it comes down to changing your mental environment, changing oh, that yeah. uh, that like mindset, mindset, the yeah. self-talk, the self-schema mm-hmm. of how we think about ourselves showing up in the moment. That can be very powerful in achieving those goals. So yeah, uh, agreed. Um, anything else? No, I think I think that's a wrap on this episode of Behavior Grooves. We know that this time of year is a great time to set some goals for yourself. As Katie Milkman talks about in episode 232, this yeah. is a fresh yeah. start period at the beginning of the year. And hopefully you will, you'll be able to take an insight or two away from today's session that you can use to better achieve your goals in 2022. One of our goals, the Behavioral Grooves goals for this upcoming year, is to spread the word about behavioral grooves. We would love it, love, love, love it if you were to take a few seconds to share this episode on social media or send a note to a a friend uh, that maybe you recommend that they actually listen to this. We all know a person or two who could use some help with setting and achieving goals, honestly. Yeah. So we could use your, your, you could help us achieve our goal. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. Yeah. And another way that you can help us achieve our goal um, of spreading the word is to leave a review. If you liked this episode, please scroll down on your phone past all the other episodes that we have out there and you'll be able to leave a, a, a star review. And if you could add a few words on why you like us, that would be fantastic. Yeah, we are so lucky to be able to do this, and we are extremely grateful that you listen. We really are. And if you like what we're doing, if you like what you hear, sign up for our newsletter for more insights. And you can do that at our website at behavioralgrooves.com. I would recommend that you do it now, since another goal that we have for this upcoming year is to revamp our newsletter to provide you with deeper explorations of ideas that we talk about with our guests, as well as offer some quick tools that you can use to apply those insights into your life. For instance, the upcoming January newsletter will have a goal worksheet included uh, with it to help you apply some of these lessons that we've just talked about to your daily life. We will also summarize some of the key insights from the great interviews that we've had over the past few months so you can more readily use and apply those insights to work, to life, to family, to friends. That is what we're going to be working with on making that newsletter much more valuable for you. So with that, 
We hope you're enjoying the holidays with loved ones, and we wish you a great new year in which you set and achieve fantastic goals that will, of course, help you find your groove.